What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. What's up, you pencil neck geeks? It is the world famous <laughs> Art and Jacob Duo America podcast. I am the Jacob Pixon, and to my left, my voluptuous, scrumptious, co-host, the Golden Recluse. What's up, preteens? Art Trejo. <laughs> That's what is that? What our fans are called? I'm gonna start calling them our fans. Our fans. Preteens. They went from cacahuates to uh, preteens. Preteens is just funnier. <laughs> I like preteen. Welcome to the pedophile hour. Alejandro, oh, you're the biggest preteen out there. <laughs> Anyways, guys, like I was telling our Facebook live audience, this week we're going to be doing something <laughs> a little bit different. Uh, fuck, it sounds weird repeating myself, but fuck it. Yeah. That's why you got to subscribe to our Facebook and to our YouTube channel so you get the show before the show. But anyways, this week we're going to be, do, be doing something a little bit different here. And You need to kiss a man. Sorry, this is my Dr. Phil impression. Folks, you're going to want to go to artjacobdoamerica.com. <laughs> we're dropping some truth bombs on that ass. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we're going to be doing something different this week. Where <laughs> Oh, wait. I just realized you were doing Dr. Phil. I did Alex Jones. Sorry. It's okay. They, they should have a podcast. Okay, folks, you're going to want to kiss a girl and like it. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. If George Soros comes over and makes me kiss a boy, 
Anyways, I digress. We're For the fifth time, we're going to be doing something a little bit different this week. We're going to be discussing Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Is that what it's called? Rise of the Skywalkers. The Skywalkers. The Skinwalkers. Skinwalker Ranch. So we're going to be previewing the movie first. So if you're, if you're on the official audio podcast, this is going to be the spoil-free version of the show. And then the second part, we're going to just go full ham- spoiler alert just reviewing the movie so this first portion of the episode it's just all of our banter of our hopes expectations of you know the new movie and the second half will be what we thought of the new movie true neither of us have seen it the final movie in the skywalker um installation saga Saga, there you go so um not the final star wars movie though dude they're gonna be making star wars movies till we're like 85 bro till we're bernie sanders age they've already announced the uh kenobi Show that's coming to uh, Disney Plus with Ewan McGregor, I believe so. They better be because that is my Obi Wan. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Star Wars, are you are the huge Star Wars fans in this contingent? Love here. Star Wars, man. Love, love Star Wars. Super fan here. I believe we kind of have opposing views ninety nine percent of the time because I'm a very casual as fuck fan when it comes to Star Wars. Um, when I w- when we did the episode of um, the best of 2019, when art likes something, it makes me want to explore it because you know art's kind of got the reputation of hating everything or having very much a a very particular taste in something, which I can appreciate because it's usually good stuff. So when you're on fire for something, I r- you you really sell it, and I want to get into it. And for me, Star Wars, I so badly want to love it as much as you, but. I feel like it's been letting me down a lot lately, man. I don't like things just to like things. I think we live in that culture right now of like, you know, Marvel put out like 20 movies in the last 10 years and most people saw all of them. Mm-hmm. And like Ant-Man was just okay. It's a okay movie. Yeah. You know, uh, that's how I feel about like the solo movie that came out with Star Wars. You know, it's a good movie, but it's yeah. just Ant-Man. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I like Solo. I like Ant-Man. But it's not like amazing. Like I'm not gonna. You gotta see Solo. Like that was yeah. amazing. I'm gonna go to Target and buy an Ant Man's uh, T-shirt. Yeah. Like man, there's so many like collectibles. If you're at Disneyland now with the uh, uh, Black Post, uh, what's it called? The, Galaxy's Edge has like yeah. a name to it. I forget what it's called. Black Spire Outpost. That's what it's called. Okay. Um. Anyways, so if you go there, there's a bunch of like Solo pins and shit. Like, <laughs> and it's like that's just an okay movie. Like, yeah. come on. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to backtrack a little bit, you have the force awakens right here. Mm-hmm. How did you like the force awakens? So my journey into star Wars was my older cousin, Keith, who usually makes an appearance on this podcast is a rotating third here. He was in love with star Wars. And for whatever reason, as a child, I had never, I was never given the opportunity to watch those movies. So he loved it. And I had no idea what the fuck it was. And I wanted to love mm-hmm. that just as much as him. So I would have something to, you know, discuss with him about. And I remember when episodes one through three came out, like yeah, th- yeah. that's what I think of when I think of star Wars. Cause that's where it kind of came with me. And I didn't really get to watch the original movies until I kind of watched all of the prequels first, uh, to gain a understanding of what was going on. But to answer your question with the force awakens, I had fun watching it. Mm-hmm. It was very much, you know, I think an apology, to true Star Wars fans uh, for what happened with the prequels. Because the prequels are, I think, mediocre movies at best. I believe, like, episode three is probably the best one out of all three of them. Mm -hmm. 
and even then like that's like an okay movie but the force awakens kind of it brings back like why you love the original um core movies to begin with you know it brought back you know familiar characters and just like that atmosphere but it was kind of basically episode four all over again yeah and i mean i was willing to put that poor writing aside and creativity aside just because it was like it felt like star wars it it, it, it it's what you wanted like it was a movie to go see with your friend i believe i saw it with you uh once and it was just it, it was a fun time i bought the popcorn tin i bought the fucking drink holder and the little fucking character on top of the cup and whatnot mm-hmm. and it was a fun time i i think back on that and i don't regret seeing it so i mean star wars you know you mentioned that it's it's something i'm very passionate about i saw episode one in theaters a long time ago and i remember my dad took me to go see it and I didn't really know that much about Star Wars at the time. Um, it was like one of those things that it was just like a made-for-TV movie that was on TNT, and I would <laughs> yeah. watch little parts of it. But when I saw Episode One, I actually really liked it. I was like blown away. I was like, but I was nine years old, and I remember like literally after the movie, my dad took me to Taco Bell, and Taco Bell had like a Star Wars promotion thing yeah. where like they were giving you like the little um, <laughs> the little droids and all this stuff, and I was like, cool with your cinnamon twist. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is cool. So like I was all about Star Wars for like a month straight. I was like, this is incredible, mm-hmm. and um, I grew up with those. Eventually, I saw like um, the the original trilogy. Yeah, and I do like the original trilogy, but like the thing. So I, at this point, it's a great movie. You know, I I, th- I thought all six were pretty good, but I think that obviously Episode One is kind of like yeah, and I still have issues with it. I actually, I wanted to bring up episode one because I actually think that this new one is going to bring up a lot of things that were left open from episode one. Mm-hmm. Midi-chlorions and also, you know, um, episode two brings up the uh, cloning and Camino with sifo Um So I think a lot of this is starting to like tie back to those, ori- not the original trilogy, but the uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the things that like really made me fall in love was when they did um, the Clone Wars TV show, and the Clone Wars TV show really expanded the universe. Like every every um, Star Wars movie up until the Last Jedi had a couple of years gap in between them. Yeah, and that for Star Wars fans has always been like one of the most like exciting parts of Star Wars because those years in between. Where where you you know there's books about it there's comic books the Clone Wars came out the Clone Wars goes into super detail about like the arc of Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader and all these things and his his apprentice Ahsoka Tana and like things that just weren't in the movies but that part of of Star Wars is like so rich because of that and I thought when the Force Awakens came out it starts off with a huge gap in between both movies which i thought was like amazing already love it yeah the fact that they left a giant gap they throw you into this world of like characters you don't know you don't recognize them you can build a a backstory i was totally in love with that um and i thought the ending of it was a little bit like eh. like they did a bad job introducing luke skywalker and they it just ends in like this meh kind of thing where it's like that was a good movie but it ends kind of yeah and it does follow a lot like like here's the third Death Star, essentially. You know, like <laughs> yeah. we've seen this story before, um, which you know thought it was whatever. But the one that I had the most issues with, and we had a whole episode about it where we got death threats and all this shit. Oh, we did, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny though, like when things come around, like we did Black Pete last week for our Christmas episode, 
and you you know people re-explore you know past christmas episodes we did on krampus and you know other christmas episodes and like stuff we said like a year ago gets brought back up again but now that you know star wars the new movies back up you know our commentary on that movie you know is brought up a lot and i think the force awakens really i look at it as like okay it's going to be a three movie arc and it, you know, it follows to me. I thought it was going to follow the formula, kind of like Lord of the Rings, where it's like the Fellowship of the Ring. It's kind of like the layup, like introducing you to like this new story. Like here, we're going to bridge the gap of you know the familiarity with you know episodes uh, four through uh, five, and like here's where the story's going to go from here. And so, like I kind of forgave a lot of that stuff too. And it's just like, all right, cool. We're going to get into you know Luke Skywalker, which I feel like the franchise was missing horribly because that's what the core movies are about is like luke skywalker's journey and that's the magic of star wars and when i think of star wars i think of luke skywalker you know and everything that surrounds him and now you're going to get reintroduced to it and i feel like the last jedi really dropped the ball on that because it just kind of made luke skywalker into this whole other character where it's just like i see mark hamill on the screen but I'm not seeing Luke Skywalker at all. Like, I don't recognize this character. Yeah, I mean, that's his thing. You know, his his dad turning to the dark side, you know, basically becoming not the ultimate evil because you can say that Palpatine is probably the ultimate evil. Yeah. But, you know, he's up there in, like, those, you know, very corrupted by the dark side um, characters. And the fact that, you know, he chooses not to, like, fight his dad and, you know, convinces him to go back to the, to the light side and being this ultra optimistic character that's like fully immersed in in the light side of the force a, a uh, full-on baby face if you yeah will. yeah to all of a sudden like you know be unsure of the force and like want to kill his nephew who <laughs> just basically he just feels unsure about yeah like he's not even on darth level like he's not on that darth vader level yeah um but now he like wants to kill him and yeah. it's like this guy has done nothing in in like the in the level that Darth Vader has, like, especially like now that the universe has expanded as much and like, there's so much background to what Darth Vader. And, you know, if you look at the very end of, uh, of Rogue One, like mm-hmm. he basically goes like fucking ape shit and kills like every dude uh-huh. there and like slices a dude in half. And like, that's Darth Vader, like Darth Vader from like Vader down where he like force chokes an entire ship. And like, he just badass. like Kylo Ren at this point where he like, tries to kill Kylo Ren at a, at a teenager, he's not even the same level. The fact that they turn Luke Skywalker into, like, this weirdo, it's, like, not even the same character. So no, that was already, yeah. like, to me, that was the biggest flaw. Obviously, there were directing flaws where it was, like, that whole scene in Canto Bike where they go to the Canto Bike Casino. I thought it was, like, shit. Oh, like, that should never have been in the movie to begin it, with, yeah. And then, like, they have to get a code breaker that, at the end, doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this... There's there's moments in that movie where you could say, well, that didn't matter. Uh-huh. Like literally, the only thing that matters is the last like 15 minutes of that movie. Yeah, where they get to uh, the planet uh, crate where it's like a salt planet. Yeah, and it's basically a, almost a recreation of Episode uh, Five where they're in an Empire. ice planet. Yeah. yeah, Empire Strikes Back where they're in an ice planet. This time they're on a salt planet, and like the, you know, it looks similar. It's late to me. It's lazy. Uh, it's lazy writing, you know, yeah. screenwriting. That's the word I was looking e- for. Even even the the uh, what the Empire shows up with, they show up with like in in uh, Empire Strikes Back. They show up with the ATATs, and they, mm-hmm. this time it's like I believe they're I forget what they're called. They're like Gorilla Walker ATA 
something. I don't know what the exact name is. Yeah, but they I look don't. very similar. Like this whole scene looks so similar. There's no creativity there, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, come on. Like I was not a fan of The Last Jedi for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. There's there's been accusations of uh Ray's character being a Mary Sue and like I I wanted to vouch for it and that this was the first time that it was like, no, like that scene where her and Kylo Ren team up was just like filmed so shitty. Like uh-huh. it's people try to hype it up like that was a badass fight and it was really terrible. Like And I'm but, a wrestling fan and I feel like Star Wars fans and wrestling fans, like they can really relate to each other because you gotta eat a lot of shit, you know, mainstream wise when it comes to being a Star Wars fan, you know, with the prequels and these newer movies and whatnot, and just like the general, um, you know, uh, stereotype of you know the fandom and whatnot, and you know, as a wrestling fan, you know, you get like a lot of shit. But like, you can always rely on, you know, nowadays, you know, the in-ring product of wrestling is always gonna, it's always gonna be good. You know, you're looking at really good athletes, and like Star Wars, you can always like rely on, like even with like Episode One, like you got fucking Darth Maul doing yeah, some crazy. Say shit. Say what you will about that, like. That's some badass shit. It was a and it was an amazing fight. And mm-hmm. the especially you, you knew Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. But um uh Qui Gon, most people didn't know Qui Gon. And it's like now you have to make people care about Qui Gon. You have to make people care about these two characters, about Darth Maul. It was unfortunate that they killed him off. Thank God for the Clone Wars and Rebels to bringing him back and like making him I think he also appears on spoiler alert, he also Solo. appears on Solo. Um, which some people thought Solo came out but like was in Prior to no, it's after he's got his legs cut off. His legs are robotic in Solo, uh-huh. so this is after. Um, but you know, like I, I liked some of those fights in the prequels. I thought they did a really good job with the prequel fights. They were just so like beautifully choreographed. That was like a shitty, sloppy fight. There's like one scene in particular where like a dude's about to take a swing at Ray and does like a backflip before he does, even though he had a clear shot. It's so terrible to look yeah. at. Um, so, and then also, um, fuck, who's that pointless guy that's the main? Snoke. Snoke. Snoke was completely pointless. Mm. And I'm sure that he'll make an appearance again or they'll show that he was just a puppet. Maybe he, maybe he is sifo or maybe he was like, um, um. So who's sifo Uh, sifo is a Jedi. He, so you, from, you know, in episode two when mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, has like a missing planet he goes and he finds like that the missing planet wasn't actually missing they were it's that water planet oh okay yeah, yeah. Uh, and they have all these clones going on there sifo is the one that blocked out that those records so he ba- he basically was building this clone army for the empire um and then we don't really know that much about him so um you were hoping that that would explain it well <laughs> here's the thing you're familiar. You've been watching Mandalorian, right? Correct. Okay, so Mandalorian. One of the things that pops up is again the Camino cloners. Um, the guy that's been trying to get Baby Yoda mm-hmm. is a Camino cloner. He has a Camino cloner patch on his arm. He's he's obviously this is still in play. Like cloning is still in in play in the Star Wars universe. It went away for a couple of years, but now it's back. Um, so I'm hoping that. I don't know what I'm hoping for, to be honest. I'm hoping that they tie in the the prequels and the and the original trilogy all in one bow. That's what I'm hoping for, and I'm hoping that mm-hmm. there's a little bit of validation to to uh, Luke's actions, mm-hmm. which I don't think there will be. 
and that's the thing too like i have a coworker um who's really obsessed with star wars just like you like the way he talks about star wars like even you know uh the last jedi he talks of it of it in like really high regard and i'm just like man i'm just not seeing the same stuff that you're seeing and he's comes he's coming up with all these fan theories that oh maybe you know the emperor was influencing uh luke and maybe he was influencing this that another or maybe he you know, you mentioned the midi chlorions. Maybe he, you know, a miraculous birth, you know, with uh, Ray. The like, same thing with, like, you know, Darth Vader or Anakin. You know, it was like a miraculous birth. You know, he, he manipulated uh, the midi chlorions to create life. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the big reveal that you're going to get, you know, with, you know, this new, the Rise of the Skywalker. That That's what you're going to get um, from this movie. And I think the dangerous thing with that is, is, like, being so excited with these, like, fan theories is the ultimate letdown when those fan theories don't uh, come into play. Because we saw that with Game of Thrones. Like, there was a year and a half gap um, between, you know, the last season of Game of Thrones and the penultimate season. And I'm guilty of this as well. It's like, you're trying to fit the pieces together. You're coming up with these fantastic and sexy scenes in your mind of how it's going to end, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. And when it doesn't play out, like, you're kind of, you know, a lot of people are left with a bad taste in their mouth. And that's what I'm scared of with um, this new movie where it's just like, wow, like you have these very passionate fans that are coming up, like you said, with these theories and, you know, explanations. And like, hopefully they tie these bows together. And me being a very casual fan, I'm just like, I'm I'm going into it just like I'm not expect I'm, I'm not going in there expecting like the worst movie, but at the same time, like all these like open-ended questions i'm like i don't think they're gonna answer it like i'm just like okay they're just gonna put a movie together to get you to buy more merchandise at you know galaxy's edge it feels like that yeah it definitely feels like that i remember going into um uh the last jedi um so um darth plagueis is a character that is referenced in episode three they they bring up the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, who is uh, Palpatine's master. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people thought that Snoke, who is completely pointless, I refuse to acknowledge Snoke. <laughs> um, yeah. But a lot of people thought that Snoke was actually going to be Darth Plagueis, and uh-huh. he was just hiding out and, and waiting for Palpatine to fail. And uh, the fact that Pal- uh, that Snoke can bring himself back from the dead anytime he wants, or take a new body anytime he wants. So a lot of people thought that was going to be the big reveal that that was actually Snoke this whole time. And Snoke's been the ultimate bad guy since the beginning, um, which he dies. We don't even know what the fuck his deal was. Like, yeah. what was that all about? As a casual fan, I was like, well, what was the point of him? Like, I was just like, I don't get what his purpose was. Cause they, he, he's a apparition at first, like in, uh, the force awakens. Correct. Yeah. Well, he's just a hologram hologram. There yeah. you go. And then all of a sudden you see him and you're like, I'm supposed to be intimidated. How at least like the emperor? Well, he's kind of scary, you know. Well, the thing about um, um, like, and this is one of the things I did think was a little bit cool is that you know not all star like the Star Wars universe is so broken up in the sense that like, um, if you look at like where Anakin's from, like Tatooine or something mm-hmm. like that, like I would consider that like the hood, <laughs> like yeah. But if you look at like Episode One, like um like where Amidala's from and like Jar Jar and all that. It's kind of a more of a bougie kind of thing. Like the fact that they showed him in the light of like he has diamonds and he's wearing like a yellow robe and it looks all fancy. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. And that's why I think a lot of Star Wars fans was, were thinking this is going to be um, 
Darth Plagueis because Darth Plagueis also ran with the banking clans. Like he was mm. undercover Sith Lord, but he was also like really rich. And like that's another thing that I'm glad that like if you look at some of the uh, movies, like the 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 major the main Star Wars movies, they tend to show a lot of like the higher side, like like um, Canto Bight. Mm-hmm. Like they show like the high end of society with with Star Wars. They did a shitty job, but they, at least they show it, I guess. Um, and then like some of like if you look at um, uh, Mandalorian, they show like the, the poor shitty, people. Yeah. Like these are the fucking broke ass dudes living in this Puerto is Rico. Afghanistan. Yeah, <laughs> like there's that is like the the Afghanistan, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll show like the Donald Trump dude. That <laughs> I, I assume that's Snoke. Yeah, um, but. I thought that was kind of cool, but I can't praise it enough. Like, I, 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 I just don't like that movie. Like, I just... It just felt, and I've said this, and you you say that you disagree with it, but I think, in a sense, we do. It's just me not articulating it well enough. I felt like the core story of it with Ray and Kylo Ren, like, I have no problem with it. I I like it. But I feel like with a company as big as Disney... They want to make as much money as they can, so they pander to everybody. Like, we got to make sure we have a Latino character. We got to make sure we have an important black character in it. We got to make sure we have an important Asian character. And we got to be very conscious that they all have an important role to play. And in doing that, it kind of convolutes the story where, like you said, like when they go to the Canto Bight, that's the Las Vegas planet. Yeah. Like, where, like, you said that was pointless, but we got to make sure that the uh, Rose and um, Boyaga, I forgot his name, Finn, they have just an important, as much screen time as, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren. It's just like with doing that, it's like a shoehorn diversity. With doing that, you kind of dilute the actual story that's being told, where it's like, I'm confused now with the purpose of Finn and, you know, Poe. I'm just like, what? what is their purpose now? Because you kind of, you, you strung them along too much. Whereas like in The Force Awakens, it's like, all right, that's a really cool supporting character. I like him. I dig him. And I believe in the theory of like less is more. The less you know really about him, the more like you're like, you come up with filling well, in those gaps. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. So if you look at the original trilogy, right, they try to recreate a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You, you have your Han Solo character. I guess that would be Poe or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, they did add a lot of characters, and like I feel like that's kind of you paint yourself into a corner because now you have to develop these characters, and this is kind of where like DC always gets himself in trouble because yes. they want to put yes. a bunch of characters in here, so you know everyone was gonna love these characters, and like you have to develop them, so you only have a certain amount of time, and these characters get developed so poorly. Rose is one of the characters that. I don't have an issue with her being female or Asian or anything like that. Me I just either. Have, I just have an issue with her not being developed. Finn has not really been developed that well. Like, from yeah. episode one to episode two, like, we learn nothing. Correct. He's been in the movie for so long. Poe is, I guess, the best developed character. And but even like, him, it's just like, it feels like, in, in Force Awakens, you're like, oh, this is going to be a badass dude. And then you see, like, oh, he just kind of, like, just very whiny. He yeah. just seemed like whiny. And you're like, now I don't really dig him as much. If you just if you gave him like two or three badass scenes, and then you gave Finn two or three badass scenes, and then even if you had Rose in there above her sister, like like she did something to avenge her sister that was badass, just like 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 one or two scenes. It's just like then you do the character more service, and then because then she would have a uh, Rose's character was so stupid. The yeah. fact that she like 
her whole argument for like what she's doing is because her sister sacrificed her life for so for she, the resistance. And then at the end, she like saves Finn from sacrificing his life for the resistance, which is uh, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you just literally did the opposite of what you believe in. Correct. And <laughs> and trying to make these characters shoehorning these characters' importance, you did the opposite where they become less important. Yeah, yeah, you I th- know? yeah. I I I don't like those characters, but um, I mean, you know, going back to the original trilogy, you have um like Han Solo, you have um. You have all these the 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 droids were characters back then too, mm-hmm. but these droids are like established as these are gonna be background characters now, mm-hmm. and like I just I don't know going into to this movie you know I still have a lot of fears just because that was so bad like mm-hmm. the the last Jedi in particular was really bad mm-hmm. I actually don't have a lot of problems with the Force Awakens I actually enjoyed the Force Awakens yeah, it was a lot. fun it was fun um, but just the last Jedi. Oh, wait. Speaking of a character that is pointless, that purple-haired lady. <laughs> that Laura Dern. She yeah. was just in that movie for no reason. If her character, with her actions in the movie were were portrayed by uh, by Leia, like sacrificing herself for the Resistance, yes. I feel like that would have been so much yes. stronger. Like yes. That would have like moved people in the audience. And not only that, like you're fresh off of like the actual death of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And it's just you wasted her character by having her be in a coma the whole time. And it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Cause you know, she's dead like in real life and she's half dead throughout the whole movie until the end. Yeah. And it doesn't take a creative genius to be like, like what you just said, just like have princess Leia sacrifice herself. She goes down in a blaze of glory will be forever remembered as a martyr. And cool. You, you get yourself out of this corner where you no longer have Carrie Fisher now I'm hearing like she's in the movie and she's like basically CGI throughout the whole movie. And I, I believe in the power of CGI, like in um, Rogue One, you see princess, a young princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another character in there who comes back. Grand Moff Tarkin. There you go. And he's right on point with the CGI, but it's like real quick snippets of it. Now you're going to have a whole human character. Grand Moff Tarkin is in that movie a lot. He's a lot more, He's more in that movie than he is in the original trilogy. Like he's in it a lot. I don't but it's know. Like to me, it's like more shadowy, where you can get away with the CGI. I don't know, man. You got to rewatch it. I just watched it the other, the other day, and I was like, man, some of this looks bad. <laughs> like even though it only came out like two years ago, I still like it. I like the fact that he's in there. We developed that character. He's a fan but favorite. But it looks bad to you. It, it looks a little bad. But so with that said, that's what I'm scared of with Leia being still in this last movie. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, that's I, what scares it's, me. It's yeah, I, I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know how much she's gonna be in it. I, I've actually kind of stayed away from like knowing too much about the movie on purpose. Reviews and whatnot. Have yeah. you looked at any reviews or anything? Um, I saw one that I got a, a negative review, uh-huh. and um, at that point I was like, I don't want to know anything about it. I want to go in like fresh. Because I, actually going into The Last Jedi, I saw a bunch of positive reviews. Correct, yes. And I was like, okay, I'm like super excited. One of my critiques of The Force Awakens was I thought the music sucked. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> besides Ray's theme and like Kylo's theme, everything else was just bland. Like, it was yeah. just like boring, forgettable. Like same thing with Solo. I actually thought Solo's soundtrack was terrible too. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, um, But I thought it was bland. And one of the things I heard right away was like, this is amazing. It's 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 so much deeper than The Force Awakens, and I was like, wow! I was like, I'm super stoked because, you know, 
this was also going to be the first movie that had no space between it. Like literally from one movie to the other one. Correct. The, hand, they, the handing of the lightsaber to yeah. uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And I just hate Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson did that stupid Brick movie. I hate Brick. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, but I do have some expectations with this one. Obviously, I brought up the Camino cloners mm-hmm. and the fact that they've they purposely released the uh, Mandalorian episode yesterday, I believe, or okay. two days ago. So before the movie comes out, they wanted to release that episode in particular. Uh, so now the movie's out. Mandalorian puts out their episode first, and then the next Mandalorian episode is going to come out two days after Christmas, twenty seventh. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm kind of. I, I thought that was an interesting move that they did that. My coworker says that they're supposed to be. Maybe this is fan theories or whatnot. I don't know how true or not this is, but my coworker said like there's supposed to be a tie-in with the Mandalorian and you know this movie as well. Well, I mean, I thought everything, the whole Star Wars universe is supposed to be tied together. Every yeah. little thing is but like a huge tie-in. Yeah, everything is like hugely tied in. The fact that okay, so you saw the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. There's one episode at the end of the episode where they go back to Tatooine, mm-hmm. where uh, like a shadowy figure just kind of grabs something or I forgot what it was, but he like finds a dead body. Um, and a lot of people think that that's going to be uh, Bubba Fett, that Bubba Fett is still alive. And I still hope so because Bubba Fett is like a huge out as a, speaking as a casual fan, like you hear people like, who's your favorite star Wars character? A lot of people like, I remember seeing an interview with Jonathan Davis from corn. Like who's your favorite star Wars character? He's like Bubba Fett. And then when you watch the actual core movies, He's in it for like a minute and a yeah, half. Yeah, he's he's completely pointless. I never understood. So people don't really talk about it, but he's not even a Mandalorian himself. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't understand people's like fascination with Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Like he flow. He had a jetpack. Yeah, he had a jetpack. <laughs> he, he's not even that cool. Like this he, is the first time that we've seen a live action Mandalorian. Like in the show, The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen it in the animated series and like all that, and they're badass, and we. We get to see the black saber. I hope that at some point we get to see the black black saber in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that would be interesting, especially if they do a Kenobi like live action movie, because Kenobi had this whole like love affair with um, the Duchess of Teen, who is a Mandalorian herself, and like that that's like a whole interesting like story in itself. And I hope we get to see some glimpses of that. Yeah. Um, but um. Like this is the first time we've actually seen a true Mandalorian with his Mandalorian gear. like gear and the fact you know like you see the the Bubba Fett costume that he has and it's like all beat up and janky mm-hmm. and like he's got like bullet holes and shit it's like rusting that rusting and shit yeah, yeah and it's like that's one of the things that makes a Mandalorian a Mandalorian is that they're they're the the metals that they use can go toe to toe with a with a lightsaber and you know they're one of the few people that like go toe to toe with lights with a with um, Jedi, with Jedi, and beat Jedi, so um, the fact that his costume is like all beat up and he has bullet holes doesn't make any sense, and that's why they, you know, spoiler alert, he's actually not a real Mandalorian. So like, I'm I've always been fascinated with why he's so well like liked with his like ten seconds of movie time and his weak death, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and his weird scream was like as he fly, flies in, yeah, to the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see if that's what happens, but I mean, again, it's one of those things like I I don't want to go into it with any kind of fan expectation because for me, it's a little low, but I want to be surprised. It's just like Force Awakens. Like I went into with it like fully like I was like, man, I'm very disappointed in these prequels. 
I'm not sure how well they're going to be able to, you know, start this new franchise. And I was pleasantly surprised. Did I love it? No. But it was a fun night out. I own it on Blu-ray. Like, that's always my my rationale. Like, if I own it on Blu-ray, it's on the shelf, you know, I that means I like it. It's a, It's been two years now since uh, the The Last Jedi came out. And I refuse to fucking buy yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. It's the only Star Wars movie I don't own. And I'm like, there's no point of it. And I'm a very particular person. I'm a very anal person where... I have to have the complete, you know, set of something. Like, that's what I want for Christmas. I want, you know, the season eight of Game of Thrones just to complete my collection. I had to have every season of The Simpsons, even though I probably stopped watching The Simpsons 10 years ago or whatnot, like just to fill out that collection where it's just like, that's my, that's the true test of your love for it, where it's just like, have I seen worse movies than The Last Jedi? Yeah, you bet. You're goddamn right. Baywatch was probably the worst movie I ever saw in my life. But, I still don't like it enough to purchase it even on Black Friday for $5 on DVD. I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think <laughs> it's a bad movie. The jokes don't even land. Like, everything's just bland. It, it was more or less, I said it earlier, it felt like just a two-and-a-half-hour movie to sell me products, to uh, sell me a lightsaber. You know what I just realized was the worst part? So when they go to Canto Bite and they introduce those slave children, at the end they show like one of the slave children. Oh has yeah, you, I remember you telling force me about abilities. That. God, I fucking hate that. Like, not, I don't hate the fact that there's other like uh, force users because there's always been force users throughout the universe. Like that's been a thing. I just hated the fact that like so they nonchalant. Put, yeah, like here's a character you don't care about like using the force, and it's like. What was that? Like you didn't develop all these other characters. We just complained about Rose, and all of a sudden, like here's this little boy that with with force abilities. Wasn't he, didn't he pick up like a broom or something? Yeah, like the broom floated towards his hand or something. Oh, oh and like, also that stupid Princess Leia scene where she like Mary uh, Poppins fl- flies. <laughs> God, it was such a bad movie. Yeah, it's comical to look back. That was the joke of the movie right yeah. there. Like when she fucking force flew or whatever I in space. Not. And and it's sad to me because I actually thought um. Adam Driver, the guy who plays Kylo Ren. Yeah. I actually thought he did like a really, really good job. Like if there's one person in this whole thing that's like killing it in every movie, it's that guy. Like I like Ray too. Like him and Ray, like that like if they spent more time on him and Ray, like that relationship, because I feel like that's it that's interesting. That's an interesting dynamic right there. If they would have spent more time on that and more time on the bad guy Snoke, like I feel like it would have been a, a more serviceable movie. But it's just like again. No, you had to spend an hour and a half with fucking Rose and Finn. Well, see, the the thing about my issues with Ray is Ray is clearly the main character. Correct. Right? So, and the reason I really like Kylo Ren is because Kylo Ren you you see a lot of like what what makes him conflicted. Uh-huh. Um so he's he's that scene where he's about to kill his own mom and he can't do it. Like I thought that that shot of just like his facial expressions, I thought was like really well done. Just because like he's killing it on his facial expressions alone, and and like the fact that he's so conflicted with like I am a bad guy, but I'm about to kill my own mom. This is not really what I want. I don't really know what I want, and you see that all in his facial expressions. With Ray, even though she's the main character, we also want to see her side of like her being conflicted. I don't think it's ever really conveyed. Like it's always, it's so, it's just so bland. Like and that's, I thought that was maybe just the directing choices. Maybe. It's not really her fault as a, as a, as an actress or anything like that. I just thought, um, they just do a bad job de- developing her. I actually thought they Mark Hamill did a better job de- developing it for her. 
Yeah. Like being conflicted for her, like being scared for her. Like, and shout out to Mark Hamill. He is such a great actor. Like that, even though I hate how they portrayed Luke Skywalker, like just everything that you were saying right now, the jokes didn't land, but they landed with Mark Hamill. Like when he was on screen, like, even though that's not, that's, it's such a weird speaking of being conflicted where it's just like, wow, that's not Luke Skywalker, but I like Mark Hamill, like whatever he's doing, like you want to watch, you're like, oh, okay. His whole scene, like with Yoda and whatnot, like it, it was a little quirky. That was actually the only scene I actually really liked. Yeah. You're like, I like this because of the acting there. Like, even though it seems effortless, that's the, that's the art in it. He's making it look effortless. And then compared it to everybody else in the movie, it's just like, oh, okay, it's it's a chore to watch this. Yeah, no, I agree. What are your expectations before we go into the uh, actual into, movie? Yeah, yeah, we are literally gonna drop the mic and walk into the movie theater hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I I honestly will not be surprised if I'm highly disappointed. Uh, we're watching at nine o'clock in the morning, you know. I'm, it's like right before a holiday so it's right before a busy time you know so i'm a little upset that i'm like not gonna get the sleep and rest i want but at the same time i'm really hoping for at least an episode three where it might not have been the best star wars movie but i left that movie satisfied like that whole end scene with kenobi and and uh and anakin where it's just like i like that that was cool like was it a little bit sci-fi channel-y yeah I still dug it. You know, I had fun when I left the movie theater. Like, that's cool. I still want to see more movies. And that's where I hope I am with um, this next movie. It's Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting um, the name. I just want to have fun and then just at least walk out thinking like, all right, that was a cool note to leave on. So I really, I don't want to crap on the, the prequel trilogy just because like, I thought each one of them had like a really badass scene. I actually thought General Grievous was cool. I thought the scene with with Yoda in Episode Two, where um, he fights uh, Count Dooku, was like badass. And also when he fights uh, Darth Sidious in Episode Three, was like badass. Also the Kano- like I, I really enjoyed those movies. Say what you will, I thought Episode One was like fifty percent of it was kind of trash. But other than Episode One being fifty percent trash, I thought those two other ones were pretty enjoyable. Um, so all I'm hoping for is don't give me some huge plot holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, give me some character development. At least let me know who Snoke is. At episode um, seven, uh, we they introduced the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. They seemed like they were going to be important characters. They didn't show up at all in the last movie. So far, we've only seen them in glimpses of like memories. Um, I hope they get developed. I hope that they matter. I hope that they're just not toys that they sell later on. And it's, yeah. here's the Knights of Ren. That's the biggest thing that I have a beef with Star Wars world is like when we went to Disneyland. And we were one of the first to actually go to um, Galaxy's Edge. Like, I'm looking around. I'm like, this looks really cool. Like, oh, okay, that's from this. This is from this. But when I look around, I'm like, wow, it's like one ride. Eventually, there's going to be more. Uh, But it's one ride and a bunch of places that you just spend money on merchandise and shit you'll never use outside of Disneyland, you know? And it's just like, that's the unfortunate thing, like, about a franchise like that you people like you people like my cousin have dedicated like most of their lives to enjoying where it's i feel like i it pisses me off because i feel like you're just taking advantage of these people like people's love of the movie yeah i i obviously i don't want to feel like i'm taking advantage of i felt like that with with uh 
The Last Jedi because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people that were just like, it's amazing, it's Star Wars. Like, I'm gonna buy ten porgs. Yeah, like I thought that was really shitty. Like, and that's why I really like the Mandalorian because I feel like the Mandalorian is like Star Wars written by Star Wars fans that know Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's John Favreau, right? Yeah, yeah. And like they they know Star Wars. Like the fact that this is the the same crew of people that wrote. Um, for the um the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars is so well done like the Clone I'm the Clone Wars is one of the best things Star Wars has ever done um and like the fact that those same people are doing the Mandalorian is like amazing to me I feel like you know and I think they're the same ones that are gonna do Kenobi so that's already amazing cool. like I'm already on board with Kenobi cool. like I already know like it's my it's favorite in, character. It's in good hands like whenever I know that Trent Reznor is doing the soundtrack to a movie I'm like I gotta watch that movie because I know he won't just put his name on like any bullshit correct yeah. so like. Uh, that's how I feel about about that crew. This crew is, I'm skeptical as fuck, yeah. and I, I, I'm skeptical that they're gonna develop the characters, explain the characters, tell me why it was important to tell these characters. I'd like to see what's going on. Obviously, cloning. I think cloning is gonna play a part somehow. I think midichlorians are gonna play a part somehow. I think, um, Darcidius is going to either have I don't know I I think he might have like brought himself back or he never left or nah, well one of the things that the whole thing about it is like bringing people back from the dead has been like Darth Plagueis and and Darth Sidious's like thing like that's the whole that's their whole thing about like bringing people back from the dead maybe he put himself in a different body we don't know yet like we don't know what's going on we don't know if he's gonna like possess ray or like i don't know i i just i hope it's good like i just want to leave the movie going wow that was really satisfying and a part of me feels like it's going to be a little bit closer to the last jedi mm-hmm. i i'm just i'm i'm actually like nervous to go see it and i'm gonna go see it at the el capitan theater where like i know everyone's gonna be hyped and they're gonna be clapping for every like thing that happens mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons i wanted to go there because i wanted to feel the excitement which when i was watching the last jedi it was like, God damn, this is so dry. Like, I yeah. could have left and gone to the bathroom and came back, and it would have yeah. been the same thing. Like, I could have been watching fucking Schindler's, Schindler's List in there, and like, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah, it, it was just like, oh yeah, my God. same with our theater too. It was just like everybody was just like, you could have hear, could have heard a pin drop in there, and it was just like, this not that's not how Star Wars is supposed to be, you know? Yeah, I even remember, the bad ones, you're, you're supposed to get a cool ass fucking lightsaber battle. I remember when um they revealed that uh that Luke Skywalker was like a fucking hologram. I remember somebody going like, what the fuck? <laughs> like literally like someone in the background said that. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, you're right. Me too. Even though that's not a new force ability. Like I get it. That's been around. That's a thing, but it's like, uh, just because it's a thing doesn't mean you have to like do it. Do yeah. it. That should have been your last option. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. all I got until we go see it. So yeah. So um, this isn't goodbye, but this is at forty-five minutes on my audacity timer here. Um, this is official spoiler alert. So if you made it this far and you haven't watched the movie yet, please pause the episode. And then once you do watch the movie, whether it's you know the next day, um, later on in the day, or maybe a year from now, maybe ten years from now, come back and see part two of this episode after. You know, we sign off right here. So, Art, uh, you want to give a shout-out to our sponsors real quick? Shout-out to Caveman Coffee. Go to cavemancoffee.com. Tell them Art Jacob sent you. Use America at checkout to get 15% off. 
dude, the flavors are fucking killer. Hell yeah. They have like holiday flavors right now. Mm. I wish I drank caffeine. I'm all about the decaf and the cocoa butter. Mm. So if you don't even drink coffee, go ahead and get that. Everybody that's been buying some has been like hitting me up saying, man, this shit's fucking delicious. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've been telling you this for weeks, guys. And just make sure you use our promo code America to get 15% off of those flavors. And hey, while you're at it, you know, buy yourself a t-shirt, buy yourself a mug, buy yourself anything uh, to support Caveman Coffee because they are using single source beans. I I, that should be a whole episode on, on its own, like food, like the conspiracy theories around food and whatnot. But no, they do like their due diligence with their products. So support if you if you love coffee like me, if you can't start your day without coffee, don't buy Folgers. Don't buy some bullshit Walmart brand or breakfast McDonald's brand. Nah, go to Caveman Coffee. Get yourself some fucking amazing coffee that'll get the job done. And, you know, hey, support them by buying extra merch and whatnot. And then you're supporting us as well. And then speaking of supporting us, uh, shout out to you know Alejandra for dropping off some cookies <laughs> for the <laughs> holiday season, making me uh, fucking thicker than a Snickers and gaining 10 more pounds. Uh, but yeah, she dropped off some cookies, and she also is one of our official Patreons. So um, she might not be the best fan because our best fan probably right now is Nicole Smith Bosch, who increased her Patreon uh, subscription from five dollars to ten dollars. So Whoa. shout her out. Um, she's in South Africa. I don't know if she wants you following her or not, but all you South African men, like all you handsome gentlemen out there. Uh, take her out to a nice steak dinner, why don't you? And then tell him, you know, hey. Tell him this is for Art and Jacob. Tell him for Art and Jacob. So when you <laughs> take her out to that uh, special uh, steak dinner, tell her. Uh, Art and Jacob do South America. Or South <laughs> South, South Africa. Africa. <laughs> yeah, so shout her out. Uh, probably one of the most beautiful women I ever saw in my life, aside from my girlfriend. <laughs> so uh, with that said, stick around for episode two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling very like flush right now. So, uh, let's put your headphones on. Thank you, Facebook Live, for watching us fuck around until we actually. Uh, Check this out, Facebook Live, the Millennium Falcon. And it lights up too. Check it out. And it lights up. And it's got the old uh, dish, not that new round one that they added, which is technically the old dish, but who's counting? Anyway. I'm not. Anyways, let's do it. Ready? Alright, everybody. We are now officially both have seen the new Star Wars movie. So this, again, is going to be your final, final warning for spoilers. Because we are not going to hold back. We gave you 45 minutes of spoiler-free content. Of what we wanted to see. What we thought we were going to see. Our hopes, dreams, and aspirations for the new movie. Yes. And we, I am very fresh out of seeing the movie. Because I literally just pressed record as I got home from the movie. Directly from the theater. So, I'll start with you, Art. Tell us about your experience. So, I went to the El Capitan in LA. Hollywood. Hollywood. Dude, every time I go there, I was just telling you. Every time I go there, they go all out. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, just the fact that... You, there was a line to get into it. was, like, amazing just because you're surrounded by all these Star Wars fans. Is it assigned seating? It is assigned seating. Okay, good. Yeah, that makes it worth it then. Yeah, so it's assigned seating, but everyone gets there early because you want to get your fucking uh, Millennium Falcon uh, uh, popcorn bin, and you want to get your cup and all that shit, and you want to get to your seat. and then All the accoutrement. Yeah. 
And they actually, so they started late. They started the show late. So they explained why they started the show late. They were saying the reason we started the show, and it was really just like 10 minutes late. Ah, so the they just brought up like, hey, we're starting the show a little bit late. It was hard for us to get all the fans from the last showing to, to get out of the theater. And we have to wait till the last fan leaves for us to to start letting people in. Uh-huh. So we're like, okay, that's understandable. Like, what's the big deal? Like, it looked pretty normal. There were stormtroopers walking around. You know, I saw that. I was watching your Snapchat, and it looked like there was like a laser show. And yeah, so yeah. that's that's so the movie starts. They they uh, give out prizes. I guess somebody from the original trilogy was there. They were in like yeah, they were they were in the back. I couldn't get them because they were way in the back, and we got pretty pretty close up seats. Not like super like facing up but they were behind us like they got like one of the seats in the back and they're just like waving at people like, oh we're here okay um so i was like oh, i don't know who that was it was like some <laughs> some ewok or something from, from the original <laughs> trilogy but um then they had the light show like a whole laser light show and then they had like a i love that because it showed like the dueling lightsabers with uh like lasers and whatnot yeah. it made the sound like a and then this, this uh star destroyer came out and then the the final like thing happened where like they kind of blend in the stars you know every star wars movie starts off with the shot of stars they started that like they oh so well done like it, it was just really clever so spoiled asshole over here yeah it was really <laughs> really cool it was totally worth the trip so yeah i just went to a basic ass theater and saw it and um mm-hmm. whatnot so um i noticed with uh, the trailers a lot of people were like I have a lot of questions about the trailers. I believe uh, Eric's girlfriend, uh, Elizabeth, was like, I have a lot of questions about these trailers. And I'm like, okay. So I went into it, and I'm like, uh, yeah, of course. They're all Disney trailers because, you know, Star Wars is a part of the Disney universe. But, yeah, I, I did notice there was a lot of, like, female-driven movies and whatnot, which this movie kind of is. What trailers did you get? I got Mulan. Yeah, I got Mulan. I got... Uh, oh, shit. Now I'm blanking out. Onward. <laughs> Yeah, onward that uh, Han or not Han Solo, but what's his name, the actor, the guy that played. I know isn't Chris Pratt in it, and also Ant or not Ant Man, Spider Man Boy. No, no, it was the dog movie, the CGI dog movie with Han Solo in it. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, it looked like it would be touching, but like the CGI was so bad with the dog that I'm like, I have seen that trailer, but I I don't, I don't remember what that movie is called, but. It wasn't an art. I can't remember. I just remember those two movies. Mm-hmm. And then there was something else too. But I was like, "Man, people, calm down." I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking every every uh, like like uh, Captain Marvel. Like it was a lot of military, uh, you know, ads and whatnot. Like it's gonna be directed towards the audience. You know, the main protagonist in Star Wars is a female, so of course they're gonna have female driven movies. So I mean, to me, like, just get over it. You know, like I hate it when people are like, "Females are taking over Hollywood." I'm like, "Well, they're." 50% of the population, it's yeah. okay. Like, calm down. When every theater kind of plays its own movie mm-hmm. trailers that they want to play. Like, El Capitan only plays strictly Disney trailers. So it's oh, not really? Like, yeah, like, they weren't going to play anything that wasn't... It's Disney-owned. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. They only play Disney-related movies at the El Capitan Theater. Oh, wow. So, like, during the week, they don't play, like, fucking... Nope. You get one movie all week long. Oh, wow. Yeah, so only, only uh, Star Wars is playing until they said, I think... Uh, Black Widow's the next movie that's coming out. Wow, that's like in April. Yeah, that was the next trailer I saw. Yeah, yeah it was so Black, Black Widow. Widow was going to be the... Oh, yeah, Black Widow played for us, too. Um, but then they were like, join us again uh, when Black Widow comes out. And so, like, that's a long time from now, you know? Yeah. Like, it only hosts one movie at a time. Wow. So, it's like, it's specific towards that one movie. Um, but it is Disney-owned. So, that's those are the trailers we got. They were all Disney-owned trailers. Wow, okay. Yeah. Damn, okay. So, 
let's get into it, dude. What overall arching? How did you feel about this movie? All right, so you know we both kind of crapped on the last movie, the last yes. Jedi. Yes. And I think that's why I was so skeptical going into this movie. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you follow that up? It sucked. Like, from lack of a better word, it sucked. It was just a horrible movie to me. Like, The Last Jedi was one, literally one of the worst movies I ever saw. It was basically like two hours that could have been condensed into 30 minutes. Like, it was literally <laughs> like, it reminded me of like an episode of like Rebels, the cartoon mm-hmm. show. But like Rebels knows their timing. Like, you have 30 minutes to tell the story and they tell it. Mm-hmm. That was basically that. That storyline, and they didn't develop any of the characters. It was poor, and I think that affects this movie too. Don't get me wrong; I don't think this. I'm about to praise this movie, but I think that this movie is affected by that movie. Yeah. Um. But my first impressions was were you know this is pretty decent. I, I was there was no point that I was like bored or like uh, felt like yeah. Well, there were some moments where I cringed. Mm-hmm. Um. But there were. Some, <laughs> But for the most part, I I thought it was pretty enjoyable. There, there's no canto bite scene where I'm like, oh god, just Cut that end out, this. Yeah. I I thought they did a good job at like really minimizing the background characters. Uh, like Rose is kind of just the background character. Yes, I was gonna um, bring that up. <laughs> they did introduce some new characters, which you know they don't hash them out that well. But um, but overall, first impression, just first impression, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, same thing with you. Like I went into it with skeptical, skeptical hippo eyes. Like I was just like, all right, what are we going to do? Even my girlfriend was annoyed that I brought her uh-huh. so early, you know, in the morning to, you know, the movie theater. But, um, you know, we got all the collectible cups that we wanted. I got the little Kylo Ren, uh, uh cup topper right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got everything that I wanted, got, you know, the best seats I could. And then the whole time I'm like, all right, everything, you know, just leading up to it was just like so enjoyable. And I was like, all right, movie just comes was your through. Was your theater pretty packed pretty much yeah i mean everybody showed up last minute but yeah every it was it was a sold out house uh-huh. and you could tell everybody was excited and they were like true blue fans and whatnot um but the whole time i was just nervous the whole time like man this movie better be good man because like i'm just having so much just fun like that fun of like seeing a movie where you know you get that you know the collectible cup you know like you you got this uh, millennium falcon popcorn holder right there yeah. it looks badass by the way it lights up and yeah all no i'm stoked i gotta figure out something to do with it besides popcorn <laughs> but you know like i love that experience of going to the movies it's an adventure it's not like all right we're just gonna watch a movie and then go get ice cream afterwards like no th- this is like a defining moment in time either i'm gonna look back on it like the last jedi and be like man that was like one of the worst fucking movies i ever saw or look back on it like, wow, that was a really good day. Mm-hmm. The sun was shining. Like, it was a really pleasant day out and whatnot. And I was like, the only thing that can shit on this day is that this movie is crap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's two two and a half hour movie. Yeah, it's a pretty long movie. But, like, I know it's a good movie when I don't want it to end. Like, when you can start to feel that it's ending, you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, wa- I, wa- I want some more of this. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, The Last Jedi was just like, man, I can't wait till this fucking piece of shit's over. Mm-hmm. This movie was just like, like you said, there was no... Um, time where I was like, man, this is just a waste of energy right here. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, all right, are they going to fuck this up? And then they come through with every scene that that hits you, you know? And then like, right when you think something sad is going to happen, like where you think Chewbacca dies. Mm-hmm. And I, I, keep, I kept seeing like on social media, like, you know, oh, I almost cried three times. I didn't cry, but like if I was going to cry at, at a certain scene, Chewbacca like crashing into the ground. Yeah. Like that was going to be the scene right there, which <laughs> that was a pretty emotional scene. I, I got to admit, I got a little teary. eyed Yeah. That scene, Han Solo scene. Those oh, are like the two yeah. scenes that I were, I was just like, 
Oh man. What god damn it. What's Han Solo's name? I know it's early in the morning right now. Um, what's the actor's name? I, I fucking fans forgive me for this, oh, but Oh damn. Um I'm blinking out too. I can't remember. Yeah, that's how early in the morning um, <laughs> I'm recording right now. But yeah, those are the two scenes that like really, really fucking got to me. Um there you know, we brought up a cringe mommy mommy. <laughs> cringe worthy <laughs> worthy moment in the movie. And I would say there was a point in in our theater where people laughed. Like mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a serious moment, but it was just like timed very poorly. And that's when at, at the very end, I assume everyone's seen this movie. Uh, uh, Kylo heals uh, Ray, and then like they kiss or something. Yeah. And then like he dies, and I think most people thought that he just faint. Like what just happened? Like yeah, yeah. People laughed in the theater. And then, like, turns out he dies. But yeah. that whole scene, like, that was just bad. Like, that yeah. was that was something I feel like Disney went in and said, we got to have this scene because people want to see this. Like, yeah, they want to see the love right there. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad scene. It was just, like... It was... Yeah, you're right. It was cringy because I looked at my girlfriend. We looked at each other and we're like, oh, my God, that was so cheesy. And it reminded me a little bit of, like, remember in The Dark Knight where um, Ra's al Ghul's daughter... Like she dies like in that truck, and then she just uh-huh. dies like all like, like like something out of a sketch comedy where it's just like, Ugh, like that. It, yeah. it kind of reminded me of that. Like perfect yeah, yeah. move, both perfect movies almost. Yeah. But like it just has like that one scene that sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, oh yeah, ugh. no, it was it was it was bad. And and oh, let me go through all the bad things right now. Let me just get them all out of my. Uh, of course, art. Of course, because because <laughs> it's not a perfect movie. I see your cup right here. They have a bunch of red um stormtroopers here those are Mm. sith troopers okay which serve no purpose in the movie like why were they you could just have them be white and like nobody would because they served no purpose they were just there they were just red guys instead Mm. of white guys i feel like though like that's star wars in general like i always like when i watch the original trilogy like i'm watching it and i'm like what purpose does that guy have and then like i have to have like a super fan like yourself explain it to me but just sitting down like as a casual fan like it didn't stick out to me yeah they they did nothing for me like at all and if you wanted to show like a like a force of like badass then use a death trooper death troopers we've only seen them twice we've seen them in rogue one and we saw them at just in this last episode of uh of the Mandalorian, where mm-hmm. like those are the black ones. Yeah, yeah. And those are supposed to be your like elite of the elite guys. They don't even have voices. They have like that robotic voice. Um, so use those guys. Those guys are super intimidating looking. Like the that's the guy you go with instead of the red ones. They don't even look intimidating. They're just kind of like looks like they just got a fucking tomato fight or something. <laughs> so I wasn't a fan of those guys. I thought they were kind of pointless. I was hoping they were gonna be badass and have mm-hmm. like some cool scene they, flew, they fly now art yeah but those are even the white stormtroopers those yeah. are just regular stormtroopers um uh the knights of ren we talked about the knights of ren on yeah. the last episode the knights of ren were like what's up with those guys are we gonna get to see them we didn't really get that much character development at all we just know that they're there, there they're cool posse. looking they're gonna make great action figures <laughs> <laughs> and that i do look forward to um but you know we don't really know that much about them we don't even know if they're like worth collecting because they mm-hmm. could suck like they didn't really serve much if you would have just had stormtroopers replace the knights of ren you would have noticed yeah i would have been like okay those stormtroopers and i feel like that's where you said like the bleed over from the last jedi kind of affects this movie where you could have developed them yeah within you know the last jedi my biggest complaints about this movie were that it felt like we were supposed to know a lot more going into this movie than we Mm -hmm. did like 
it seems like that last one was a waste of time. There's, yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah, one of the one of the big things that happens in this movie is um, um, Ray throws away her lightsaber, shadowing, mm. you know, or mimicking Kylo throwing away his lightsaber. She throws hers away, and then um, uh, Luke catches it. Yeah, and then like basically, <laughs> kind of fixing the mistake of the Last Jedi, where like Luke is like, oh, "Lightsabers, that's for losers." Yeah. Um, and they do fix a lot of those little mistakes. I do feel them. like, yeah, they did a lot of apologizing yeah, apologizing like, in this movie. Sorry about that last movie. But yeah. I, th- I think it's just like Ryan Johnson, I don't know if he's just not a Star Wars fan, didn't get it, didn't get the humor, didn't get a lot of the things. Mm. Oh, that's the other thing I really liked about this movie. I felt like the humor was back. Yeah. Like, this is Star Wars humor. That last one felt like they got somebody from Marvel to write jokes, and those were like jokes that you would see like in a Thor movie, which didn't fit into this world. Like, yeah. It was just kind of like, ah, like, it was very Mar- Marvel-esque and like, didn't care much for it but like that little um i don't know if they gave him a name but the dude that was like welding on everything and he was yeah. just like a little guy like that guy was perfect like i was like perfect that is star wars humor like yeah. every time he showed up perfect funny like and he served a purpose too it wasn't like a porg where it was just like they're just there to look cute and sell yeah. like fucking toys to little kids like he served a purpose like he got you know 3po to translate that sith language and whatnot yeah even even the little droid the one that's just a wheel dio mm-hmm. which i thought was a cool name that his name is just dio <laughs> even he was kind of funny it wasn't it wasn't like over the top but he was just funny enough that you know this is still a movie you can bring a kid to mm-hmm. and they might enjoy it um which is Basically, Star Wars is a kids movie. Correct. Yeah. Think about it. PG. So, yeah. It's a PG. Is it PG thirteen? PG. It's got to be. It's got to at least be thirteen. People were dying all over, but it's a war movie. <laughs> it's uh, not for Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um. But those were, you know, on my flaw side of it. Also, Finn, I thought was kind of like developed really poorly. So I really liked what they were doing with Pin with Finn up until this point. And they even give him this thing where he like constantly is like about to tell Ray something the entire movie, and then, oh, yeah, we never get the payoff and then to that. Never like what was that all about? Like that he loves her. Or something. I, it was either that or the fact that he may be also having like force like abilities, because mm-hmm. um, he starts like sensing things like throughout the movie. He's like, oh, I, I felt that. Like, oh, I sensed. Like, how did you know this was gonna be here? He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I sensed it. So he he was starting to have these like very like Jedi like abilities. Uh, popping up with him but we, we never get any payoff like not answering something doesn't like make it badass like mm-hmm. that nah, it, it always bothers me when people like pose a question like episode um what seven seven posed a bunch of questions right and it was cool because you knew there were two more movies coming out yeah this one poses questions and then just ends it. And yeah. so I feel like you can't pose questions in the last one. It's like, you know, when you're writing an essay, you can't ask another question on your, like... The um, outro of your it. Your outro. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's <laughs> This is it. This is where you've already answered all the yeah. questions. Yeah. I think, though, with that, um, I forgive it a little bit more because, again, I'm a casual fan. Uh, but going back to what I said about The Last Jedi, where it's just like, Finn's a background character. You gave him an hour's worth of screen time in the last movie, and I felt like this was like the perfect amount of screen time for him because he's just there to assist the main characters. Um, I did. I will say this though: I do dig that they also like minimalized uh, Rose. Like they put. Uh, speaking of putting her in the background, like get yeah, that's where she should have been for the whole um, part of you know episode seven or eight, where you know she's just in the background, you know helping you know the people on the ground with that one guy from Pip from uh, Lord of the Rings too. Yeah. He's a big actor, but like he you know probably gets like ten minutes of screen time, you know just help out Leia. 
um, on the ground. Like I thought that was perfect, but I thought it was also weird with Finn as well. Like all of a sudden they were like, Oh, here's another love interest for him. Like, you know, this, you know, Rose yeah. being a love interest. Yeah. No, no Rose being a love interest, but then that other, uh, former storm stormtrooper. Oh yeah. Love. See, was that supposed to be a love interest? I, th- I thought the same thing. I was like, this is weird that they added her character in particular. And at the end, Lando does this thing where he's like, let's find out where you're from. And like, it almost seems like the spinoff movie's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be kind of cool, I guess. And I don't know. I don't, I'd say, I don't know if he was saying like, let's find out where like, it's not like he was even going to fuck her or like, yeah, that's what I took from it too. Yeah. yeah I was like, is, like, is Lando, what the fuck? Let this me girl get you is like a, half her age. Like, <laughs> let me give you a Colt 45 and take you to the back of the Falcon, baby. Yeah. Like, I don't know what was happening. dude. Like, <laughs> I took it that way too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's a smooth talker. So, uh-huh. um, I don't know. I, I, I like the movie. I, I think that a lot of the, this movie would have hit closer to where they were supposed to, you know, because at no point I felt like uh, Ray was actually going to turn evil. Mm-hmm. But I felt like a lot of that is because they wasted so much time in The Last Jedi. Like, if The Last Jedi would have started changing her arc towards, you know, like, all of a sudden, like, she has some very, like, Sith-like um, mentality and, mm-hmm. like, wants to know her parents and, like, you know, the envy of people who have parents. Like, you know, if you would have seen something like that, like, her arc going down that way... Mm-hmm. I would have bought into this one a little more and it's not a fault to this one. This one only has two hours to tell the story. It's, you know, the last Jedi wasted so much time telling yeah. no story. Um, so I do think that, you know, it feels very disjointed. Like it feels like, you know, um, force awakens and this one are very close. Mm-hmm. And then that one's just kind of in the middle. Like, Oh, remember this little doozy? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, that, I don't want to keep going back to that one being so bad, but it is really bad. And everything that's it, flawed in this one has to do with that one being bad. Mm-hmm. Like they do a lot of things to like really salvage the the storyline, you know, um, Snoke being like a shitty character. Like they really just throw him out there and say like, I'm, he was just a puppet that I created mm-hmm. for you to believe that, that, you know, it wasn't me, but it yeah. was me the whole time. Do you think they did that on purpose though? Like if from day one when they when Force Awakens was being written, do you think like that was the purpose of it? No. Or do you think that was them like backwriting, like, oh wow, that was horrible? I think they were backwriting. Okay. Yeah, no, I think they were definitely backwriting. I think they knew that the reaction was very poor for that one. Mm-hmm. And they saw the numbers hit. Like Solo did really bad in theaters, not because it was a bad movie. I actually really liked Solo. Me too. Me too. Um but I think the number I, I, that's the only star wars movie i've been to you know recently where it was not a packed house it was like me and like 15 other people which is good if you're gonna go watch fucking whatever ford versus ferrari yeah, yeah. it's like harry at the spy yeah. <laughs> or whatever like <laughs> um but it's fucking star wars like this is a major release and there's only like 20 people at most in that theater mm-hmm. when i went to go see that um and that's the residue of the last Jedi. that is yeah. the residue of the last jedi so i think they knew like we have to fix that like people did not like snoke they did not like the answer of her parents were no ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I did like that though about this one, where it's just like because I went into it too, like, well, why should I care about Ray if like her parents are nobody? Like, either this is like a swerve, or okay, they're going to introduce a better storyline. And I actually really dug that that she's actually the granddaughter of the Emperor. Like, she's a Palpatine. Like, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then yeah. it ties everything in with you know Kylo Ren being Ben Skywalker and whatnot. Like it it it, tie, it, it makes it more Star Warsy for me. Uh, you know with the original trilogy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like even that whole line where it's like you know Anakin had you know or uh, Luke had his father to save him. 
but the only person you have down here is me, your grandfather. Yeah. Like, I thought that was like, I mean, it was cheesy, but I liked it. It was a good amount of cheese. I did. I actually, yeah, I liked that. I liked, I really liked that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt scary too. That's the one thing about The Last Jedi compared to this one was the original trilogy introduced a lot of scary elements without being uh stereotypical like we talked about modern horror how they use like a bunch of jump scares and whatnot but like i noticed in the original trilogies you know it introduced uh you know a, a claustrophobia and whatnot like it, it gave you just enough of it where it's just like you you fear for these characters where you watch the emperor and he's scary but it's and he's feeble and he's weak and whatnot but it, it like they introduced like all these things that you know, aid in the horror of it. Like he's not doing anything, but just the the, the, the setting of it is just scary. Just yeah. the, the mind games and whatnot. I love that because it, you fear for the person that you care about in this movie because you actually care about Ray. You care about um, Kylo Ren, Ben Skywalker, and whatnot. And that was my biggest um, applaud towards you know the Last Jedi, if I can say, is that you care about those two characters, you know, from, from jump, from the force awakens all the way through this last movie, mm-hmm. you know, that last kiss. Well, I should one say. thing I will say, you know, now I'm starting to get into things I really like. I feel like in all three movies, my favorite actor. And like, I knew nothing of, um, who's the, I forget his name. Um, the guy that played, um, Kylo Ren. Oh, um, Adam Driver. Adam Driver, yeah. By the way, his dad is Harrison Ford. It yeah, I looked that right up now. too, yeah. It just hit me right now. I was like, oh, Harrison Forgive Ford. Forgive us. Um, <laughs> um, but um, he fucking killed it. Like, mm-hmm. he is just a great actor. Like, he'll go on to do great things. Like, Well, have you seen Black Klansman? Like, he's no, great in that. that. That's an amazing movie, dude. You I need, need to, I need see, to it. see it. Like, just every time you see his facial expression, like, he kills it alone with just seeing his face. Mm-hmm. That scene with him and, and Harrison Ford. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> Say it one more time, baby. Harrison Ford. Harrison when they're just face to face. Like, the fact that he's out acting Harrison Ford, <laughs> that is, like, crazy he killed it he he killed it every time and like you said he, it too like he's like six three he's muscular but he's looking like a little boy yeah yeah and he kills it like you want you you see him like wanting to cry like mm-hmm. and that's like real emotion like um like he, they killed it with his character i think his character was the most like hashed out Slam i understand i understand what's going on with you i get it i think you know, with Ray, I would still like a little more development. I did think some things were kind of cool that they left him in the dark. So Ray Palpatine is her 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 granddad, so she has two parents still. Um, they kind of give off this vibe that she was also a virgin birth, um, because there's really no story of like Palpatine like getting down with <laughs> with some ladies for a while. Like it seems like you know if if Darth Plagueis created Anakin Skywalker, like he was also able to manipulate life and create life with the virgin birth himself by creating Rey, um, which, you know, he still acknowledges. He's not a deadbeat dad. He still acknowledges Rey as, as yeah. his own grandchild or whatever. But, um, wait, is that how And they even worked? said it too. They even said it in the, um, yeah, granddad, because yeah. his son was the dad. No, I, th- oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, remember he said that? Like he goes, your parents, and then, you know that his dad or his son was her dad, mm-hmm. but he did. They did say that too, like at the beginning of the movie, that where they were talking about how the Sith have, you know, the power of necromancing and uh, cloning and whatnot. And that's where yeah. I thought they were going with it with Ray, like she's like a clone of somebody or yeah. um, a resurrection of somebody or whatnot. But I did think that was like 
I did. I did start thinking that it's a. It is a Disney movie. They're not gonna throw fucking Emperor Palpatine throwing like eighty year old dick at somebody yeah. like and making a kid. But um, at the same time, though, it is Disney, and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's implied. Yeah, he he's he's the emperor, so he must have people you know coming through and impregnating, and of yeah. course he had a son, and that son didn't want to follow the path of his father, and you know the you know just like you know yeah you know the whole Luke Skywalker thing. I thought okay. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you one hundred percent. I, I think they, um, the whole thing where she sees the ship that her parents took off in, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that really, really uh, turned the movie around for me. Because at one point I was like, "This is good, but it's not great." Mm-hmm. And then when they do that whole like tie little, little tie in, um, I thought that was pretty cool because it reminded me of something that would be from like Clone Wars or Rebels or something like that. Even now, like the Mandalorian, where like you have to pay attention to the ships. Like the ships matter. Well, mm-hmm. by the way, like speaking of the Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian ship appears in this. I, I was like, yes, really. When they show all those ships appearing, oh, okay, okay, like, okay. Mandalorian ship is in there. The ghost from Rebels is in there. Uh, there's a couple other ones, but I those are the two that I was like, God damn, look, those are the two, and they throw them right in your face. Like those are the two that are like most blatant in your face. They throw some stupid the hammerhead. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Rogue One, oh, okay, the yeah, big yeah. thing that they yeah, win yeah. the fight with is those hammerheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, General Akbar's crew is in there, <laughs> um, but I thought that was pretty cool. Like that spe- specifically those. So we know Mando. Mando. I, we're still calling him Mando. That's I the only name so. he's been given. Yeah. Um. We. Pedro so Pascual. now we know that Mad- Mando is still alive even in this time. Mm-hmm. Or he, somebody that has a ship. See. Maybe Baby Yotes. Yeah, Baby Yotes <laughs> or Gina Carano, that dime piece right yeah. there. Um. One thing too, you you mentioned the Mandalorian, and um, I like I said, I have a coworker that's a huge Star Wars fan. And he said, man, it's very important you watch the Pentultimate episode because it's going to have a tie-in to uh, the Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, yeah, and I kept did. watching for it. And then I, I guess it was subtle with like those healing powers. But yeah, it was I, just the healing powers. Yeah, and I was like, oh. And he was like talking about like there might be a character that comes out that saves the day. And I was like, oh, okay. But then like when you go back and think about it, like, okay, yeah, it did a good job of, you know, precursing that you know hey ray can heal people and then you watched you know kylo ren he healed ray as well yeah i think that force ability so it's, that's not a new force ability it's just never been used in mm. like canon and like the movie movies yeah um but and not even in any of the animated series that's ever been used that, that i can think of but it is it has been used somewhere um, i feel like i've seen it and like i said i'm very casual as fuck when uh-huh. it comes to star wars but i do feel like yeah that's something that i've seen um God damn it. That's funny cuz I oh um Freddie Prince Jr plays a character in one of the uh in the Rebels. Of course one. he does. Um <laughs> but um basically that character goes blind and like he just like lives with it like I'm blind now mm-hmm. and like doesn't like ever heal it himself even though he could have done that but he's just like one with the force so he doesn't oh, care okay. about the visuals. <laughs> um but I'm trying to think there's no other really nothing else I can think of. Anyways, um yeah, that was the one thing I could think that ties into the Mandalorian mm-hmm. uh, was just that force ability of healing. And then I'm glad, you know, Baby Yoda did it first because, like, they would have got so much hate. Everybody loves Baby Yoda. Baby yeah. Yoda is, like, one uniting force. Impenetrable. That, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he he unites. I think all war, wars have ended since he's appeared on TV. The stock market has gone up, yeah. yeah. I, I will say that. Society, there's been a 50% decrease in crime. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've sure. had a mass shooting since Baby yeah. Yoda's been introduced. Not that I can think of. No. But, Good um, job, Baby Yoda. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I'm glad they they introduced that. Um, have you seen the latest episode? 
Um, yeah, everything up until like the last episode is going to come yeah, out yeah. on the twenty seventh. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. For, that's a that's the season finale. So I will say this about Mandalorian. Like speaking of which, is like um, I was telling my coworker this as well. Um, I do feel like they do rely on, um, and this relates to you know this movie as well. Like they do rely on like, hey, here's Bill Burr, that comedian you like, and oh, here is the hottest UFC female fighter of all time, Gina Carano. Oh, mm-hmm. hey, here's Apollo Creed, he's gonna play a character. Oh, hey, here's the girl from Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Like I do feel like they rely on that because I do feel like with the Mandalorian, like they make it a point to let you know that hey, this baby Yoda is very important. But somehow the Mandalorian character always just kind of like lets him like roam and almost get shot and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping like they address that why he's doing that and whatnot. But to me like it kind of feels like it's very sloppy writing, and that's another reason why I was very skeptical about this movie. And I was like, man, I hope they don't write it like that, where it's just like, or I am noticing you know holes in the writing. But I gotta applaud you know this movie. You know, yeah, there was some stuff that you brought up, you know, the negatives and whatnot, but overall arching like it was one of those things where it's like i don't feel like they're trying to cheat me out of wait wait look at that plot hole with like oh hey here's here's dave Chappelle. like he's gonna say yeah. something funny this is like it's just very well it, like you said like i said earlier like i i didn't want it to end because i wanted to keep going on this adventure and see what happened after you know they won the war and whatnot like i i appreciated that like it wasn't like there wasn't a bunch of distractions in that what did you think at the very end like the the last shot is just Ray burying the lightsaber. She sees it and she like claims she's a Skywalker now. But I feel like it leaves a lot of like doors wide open. Finn's I, I doors was... wide open. I thought Poe was cool that they developed him into a, a spice runner. Like he's mm. basically a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool that they did that. Like he's kind of like a shady character, and uh-huh. they do a good job like subtly developing him. And I thought his love interest was cool as well. Yeah, Carrie like, Fisher, I, or not Carrie Fisher, uh, <laughs> Carrie Russell. Yeah, I kind of hope that they get a spinoff movie just those two characters i i guarantee it because you're, you're absolutely right that whole ending was a setup for new movies now the skywalker sagas ended but like i said in the first part of this episode we're gonna get star wars movies till we're 84 years old kylo ren throwing his fucking lightsaber in the you know the ocean right there that's gonna make another appearance like sooner on or later on in our lives um you know ray bearing those two lightsabers in the ground that's going to make another appearance. We're going to have a Poe movie because they got to make more action figures out of him and Carrie Russell's character. Uh, you know, Finn, I do believe like there's going to be some resolution with that question or, you know, a uh, statement he wants to say to Ray. Like, I do feel like there's going to be a bunch of spinoff. As long as they don't make a Rose spinoff, like I'll be okay. Like I'm okay with each one of these characters yeah. having a spinoff movie or having a come back together movie. It's just under a different like umbrella of, of a saga. They haven't announced anything else, but I know Kenobi's been announced, and that's it. Okay. Um, but I I don't know if anything else has been announced, which I'm cool with. Cause... I saw something like 2022, but it wasn't Kenobi, like the next movie movie they said. Mm-hmm. But not, and that's when I was like making sure there wasn't any end credit I, scenes. I know that they wanted to do like um, the guys that were doing Game of Thrones wanted to direct their own movies, nah. which I think was you were like, yeah, I don't know. I'm cool with that, man. I'm, and I'm a Game of Thrones fan, but I just feel like you need. You said it uh, in the first part of the episode um, where you said like you want Star Wars fans to write these movies because they get it. Like they add those little things, those little like you were saying, little ships and whatnot. That you know it it helps make the movie 
understand what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a Star Wars movie. Who you mm-hmm. said Ryan Johnson was the director of The Last Jedi? Yeah. He's obviously like he's less of a fan than I am. So it's just like why would you do that? Like that makes no sense. So I hope like it's somebody like that that directs these future movies. Yeah, I'm trying to look up to see uh what else might be coming out. I can't find anything. But yeah, overall, man, I was I was pretty impressed with the movie. Like there mm-hmm. were so many things that, you know, could have could have gone wrong terribly wrong yeah and like you know we saw jedda jedda is the uh like the sacred land of the uh, the jedis we saw it like in ruins in rogue one that's mm-hmm. where they're mining the kyber crystals and then now we see like a big like sith like temple right mm-hmm. and it's still like intact and we see like sith ghosts basically they're just kind of in the background, like moaning, like ooh, doing. Like oh, that. so those were ghosts. Okay. Yeah, those are just yeah. supposed to be ghosts. They're, they're not, I don't think they're supposed to be people, um, but we've never seen that before. We've never seen like like ghost abilities from from uh, from Siths before. Besides, like, mm, I can't think of anyone doing. I don't think that. anybody. Yeah, because it's always been like at the end of a movie, like you'll see an apparition of like Yoda or Anakin or. Um, uh, obi-wan kenobi and whatnot but um yeah Dar- darth nihilus did it just, just darth nihilus is essentially just a ghost uh so he's a he was a human at first and basically he died but his like spirit li- lives on okay and, and so his robes are always floating around and he wears like uh like a white mask okay but there's no body in there it's, oh, okay. it's, it's just a just a ghost but he's the only one that does it we've never seen it in a movie getting done before but it was cool that those are all just like ghosts floating around like and then he he mentions like i all the all the sits live in me now or something like that yeah 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 and i thought that was kind of cool palpatine in general i just thought was a nice touch we knew it was coming though mm-hmm. um well when you heard that cackle like in the first trailer like you're like oh okay that's gonna be the bad guy yeah and they they had to do it man like mm-hmm. to save the franchise and like literally to save the franchise like they had to do it familiarity yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to ask you is like, so, okay, you talked about like those crystals. That's what makes a lightsaber, correct? Yeah, the kyber crystals. Yeah. So where did she get the yellow one from? Like, So the, you you can mine them. They're different. They're okay. different colors. They really just come to whatever like one calls to you. Okay. And each one of them is supposed to mean something differently. So yellow is a little more like middle of the force. Like, Oh, really? So, so that's what that, that's what I was leading up to. Like what's the significance of that? So yeah, so there's a white one. Ahsoka Tana uses white. Um, yellow has been used. Some of the guards at Jedi temples they all use yellow. Okay. Because um, yellow is a little more like balanced of the Force. Okay. Um, Which is a nice touch then to um, you know her and uh, Ben Skywalker. I don't want to call him Kylo yeah. Ren anymore. <laughs> it like hit their story and whatnot. So yeah, I get that now. That I like that touch. Then. Yeah. So they use yellow. I I like that too. I like yeah. that her lightsaber was actually more of a bow staff looking thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a traditional lightsaber. That's what I was waiting for too. Like I thought like it was gonna like like Darth Maul it up. Like yeah, I, I look cool though. They just had just one side, but she uses a bow staff for most of the movie still, even yeah. when she has her lightsaber ability. So it's cool that her lightsaber resembles her bow staff which is kind of cool she did have that though like when uh she saw like that vision of her being like yeah, a that Sith. double yeah one. yeah that was kind of weird i didn't i didn't know the practicality of that like how did that come in like i, I can't imagine a, a real fight going down with with that folding one like we saw darth maul have like the double side yeah but his didn't fold like she pinches her lightsaber at one point which is like the only thing that i think 
it would come in handy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it was it was kind of cool. I, I yeah. like that. But yeah, red red is uh red Sith. is actually Sith, but there's actually no red Kyber crystals. They have to do like this thing called like dark side degradation, <laughs> where like <Okay. laughs> they um they make the red crystal turn red. Eventually. Oh, okay. Or they call it, like bleed, st- bleeding the crystal or something like that for aesthetics. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Shit. So you got uh, anything yeah. else, man? That's it, man. You got a grade for the movie? That's uh, that's the big one for me. You know what? Let's let me ask. Let's grade all three of this trilogy. Okay, so I'll let you go first. You're the fan here. You're the big fan. Okay, so um, Force Awakens. I would give Force Awakens a solid B plus. Okay, like, I I really like the Force Awakens. And I'd give Force Awakens a B minus. I would say that because I to, to me it's still like when I think of Force Awakens, I'm like, okay, it's just like Episode Four. Just with a little bit more extra characters, yeah. like that's that's what I would. And, I would and you you brought up all that fan service of like cameos and all that shit. The only time it's really bothered me was in that one. Okay, that one is full of those like, here's a cameo. This is a guy that played something <laughs> and he's doing the voice. That's the only time that I was ever like, oh come yeah. on, okay, I get it. Um, but overall, I liked that movie. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I thought the ending was a little questionable, but whatever. Um. Last Jedi, I think we can kind of agree it's bad F movie. Minus. <laughs> yeah, I would give it like a D, D average or something, you know, because it has little moments where I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like the Yoda scene mm-hmm. was kind of cool, and like it's still a Star Wars movie, and yeah. I give it a little bit of love, but it's. I've I've even tried watching it since then. And I just can't get into it, man. Like it's bad. It's just not. So I'd probably say like D minus, D minus yeah. for that one. Okay. Um, this one, I'd probably say it's a B average for me. I, yeah. I, I like it. It's passing grade. I think they salvage a lot of what, you know, was felt, feels like Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, when you get written into a corner, the way The Last Jedi wrote itself into a bad corner where there was no character development, and now you have to throw these characters and just hope people love them enough to, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, continue going down that rabbit hole. Um, which they relied on. Mm-hmm. I, I think they rely on that, you know, but you have to rely on it. Like I can't hate on them for relying on that because, you know, that's what the last Jedi put you in. Um, so I'd still give it a strong, you know, B. Like, B. Yeah. I would give it a strong B. And I'd probably give it an A because going into it, like I said, it did it everything I wanted the last Jedi to do where like it felt again, you had fun. You, you, it, you didn't feel like you were being an outsider watching this movie. Like you were like, it made you a part of the star Wars family. You know, like I said, I keep saying it. I'm, I'm a very casual fan who wants to be a fan like you are. And I think it does a good job of, you know, reinforcing like you wanting to go watch, you know, future movies. Like I said, I want to see the movie. I want I know that, you know, that lightsaber that Kylo Ren threw in the ocean, that's going to make an appearance. I, I like you, it makes you want more. It leaves, it does its job where it leaves you wanting more. So that I think it did a good job on that. And like I said, I gave, uh, the last Jedi an F minus. And like, that's, that's a lot of ground to cover up and to, you know, valiantly come back and make an actually strong movie from the ruins of that. It's like a fe- the story of the Phoenix, if you will. Yeah. But you know, I, I really thought they did a good job of correcting the wrongs of that movie with, again, my, my least favorite thing about the last Jedi was just everything just felt shoehorned, you know, with the diversity where I feel like this movie did it correct. Like, you don't they throw in a lesbian kiss at the end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And like even that, like I was just <laughs> like, 
all right, yeah, it was like if you're coming from like the conservative right side of it, like it's not enough to make you complain about the movie. And it's kind of like the Beauty and the Beast live action, where like there's a, a gay scene at the end too, where it's just very subtle. Um, and if you're you know a very progressive person, like you're like oh, okay, I can appreciate that. Of course, there's gonna be you know homosexual people you know serving in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, in the whole entire galaxy, you know at least two of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Two of them are gonna find each other with the help of the force. But you know it doesn't feel like it's shoehorned. We're like we gotta give the homosexuals an hour of film footage. It, it was just like no, it everything's just perfect. It doesn't feel forced. And I appreciate that. Like, this is how you make a movie. And basically, almost please everybody. I know the critics gave it a 50% score, but if you look at the fan scores online, it's like all, it's like at 92% or whatever. Yeah. And then you look at The Last Jedi's, uh, the critic score is like a 91%. <laughs> and then the, the audience score is like a 48 So it, it tells you what's what here. You know, are you trying to please industry folks? Or are you trying to please the fans? The general population, which was the overarching theme of the movie, like there's more of us yeah. than there is of you. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to commit to an A on it just because there's still some things that just bothered me about it. Like, you didn't have to have that kiss in there. You didn't <laughs> have to have like... Not not the gay kiss, right? You're talking about the Kylo Ren. Kylo uh, Ren. That whole... I, I just... In my head, I kept thinking, like, is Ray going to hook up with Poe? Like, at one point, like, they seem to have, like, this very, like... Dude, yeah, she does have, like, a lot of, like, potential love interest. Yeah. Poe at first, then, you know... Uh, uh, Finn, kind of. And, like, but when, like, her and Poe in this one have, like, this kind of, like, flirty, like, I'm in charge, I'm in charge kind of... Han Solo th- yeah. and Leia, yeah. And I was like, oh, are they going to go down that road? Like, I... I I was kind of like hope because I really like Poe. I thought Poe kept getting developed, and then they gave Poe like a love interest of his own, and I was like, "Oh, that looks cool too! Like that would be like a cool way to tie it all together." And then like they kind of just end her with like, "I'm in the desert alone." Like, yeah, like, and so little things like that were just like okay, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I just I thought that was a really forced like kiss where it's like, "This is what society wants us to do. Mm-hmm. Let's just kiss." Like. It was okay. It was it was just kind of cringy. Like that whole scene, you knew it was coming, and it was just like watching a train wreck. And he did it so slowly too. That's what that was just like. That's what sucked about it. Like just go for it. That's why I was yeah. like, like I was even actually in the movie. I was like, just kiss already. Like just mouthing yeah. it. Like just kiss. Like, yeah. but it's just like this this deep long stare. Oh, and dude, just, it was. And you're getting ready to die. Like just yeah. fucking get it over with. I was kind of hoping like that she would have died. Like in a weird way. way yeah like if she would have died and he would have like carried her body to, and then like you know like redeemed himself mm-hmm. as like a, as a as a skywalker again it would have been kind of cool it would have been like a fitting like sad and tragic story but it's a disney movie and they're, they're not gonna go that tragic and kill i don't her. yeah and i don't think i don't think i'm going through <laughs> puberty now um that nah, was starting to cry um i don't think that they're gonna i already know like the backlash on that like oh okay here's the man you know, getting all the glory and whatnot. But she saved him. She's the one to save yeah, him. She was the right. one that killed Palpatine. Like, I don't think she was a weak character ever. I just think that, you know, like... Because I thought that would have been better writing as well. If I'm she would have redeemed him, like, like, like to balance the Force, to, like, sacrifice herself to balance the Force, mm-hmm. I think it would have been, like, a little bit better, and then we wouldn't have that weird, awkward kiss, and, like, mm-hmm. who ends up with Rey kind of thing, like... Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I just feel like the <laughs> Disney, they were looking at like, no, they don't want that backlash. They don't want that smoke <laughs> Yeah, from the liberals. <laughs> All these goddamn liberals. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I just think that um, that final scene was awkward. Yeah. And like, I, I really liked when they showed the Ewoks. Yeah, I was about to say that. Did you like the Ewok shot? I did. Yeah. I did like the Ewoks. I thought that was really nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just really enjoyed it. Just yeah. I, I'm going to go see it again tomorrow when the theater's dead. So mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go early morning because I'm off the next few days. So I'm going to yeah. go watch it again. And I can't wait to just fucking enjoy it with a fucking icy and popcorn. There you go, brother. This is the way to do it, man. Yeah. Have fun, bro. Yeah. So with that said, guys, I hope you had fun listening to us bitch and moan and uh, caress this series. Um, I'm sure, like I said, they're, they're going to make more Star Wars movies, and if you love hearing us talk about these Star Wars movies, or any movies in general, just hit us up. Send us a message on Instagram, on Facebook, um, anywhere we're at, you can hit us up at, you know, and we will get back in touch with you, and we'll probably do it we might even invite you to come on to, to talk about it you know if you're a cool cat but um just a quick shout out again uh, make sure you uh, check out our sponsors cavemancoffeeco.com and our promo code america for 15 percent off um it's a little bit too late to buy your loved ones any presents for uh, yeah. the holiday season because this episode is probably going to drop uh, either the day before christmas eve or on christmas eve uh, depending on what time kind of time i have I gotta get a lot of housework done, but um, just a quick shout out again. I know I said it, you know, before um, on this first half of the episode. Um, shout out to our Patreons, you know, Alex, you know, from day one. Uh, you're the uh, sergeant in charge of the fandom here, yeah, <laughs> the official the number one preteen. Yeah, the number one preteen, <laughs> and then you know uh, Nicole Smith Bosch also for you know hooking it up on the Patreon. So let's get more Patreons, guys. Uh, those two can't carry it uh, by themselves, but um. Also, shout out to the Podbelly Network. I'm so proud to be a part of the network, you know, with a bunch of great podcasts as well. Uh, my buddy Kevin at Nerds on Topic. Uh, you know, of course, you know, Sofa King guys, uh, the PieCast, uh, the Pie Graveyard Shit. Fucking We're Not Sure Yet. Yeah. And then, too, yeah, if you want, go ahead and check out all things Star Wars. I'm pretty sure <laughs> they'll have some kind of review up there. Sure they cover this, too. Yeah. If they don't, that's fucking leaving money on the yeah. table. But anyways, guys, hope you had fun. Enjoy watching Star Wars, everybody. Good night. May the Force be with you.